We're going to talk about whether you need separate salt shakers for milchis and fleshies. If uh, you look up the halachas of salt shakers, you know, you Google it or something, you'll find like, uh, it's an issue in Hilcha Shabbos. What's the issue in Hilcha Shabbos? Bore, because they put the rice in the salt shaker, right? Uh, but you don't find much in terms of kashas. Even if you look in Hilchas Basel you will find that there is a comment that the Ramah has about a salt dish in Hilchas Basel but that is not the halacha in Basel that's actually relevant to our salt shakers. In the very end of Simon Peiches, the Ramah says that there's a minute to have separate salt shakers, salt dishes, for milking and placing, because when you dip your food in the salt, some of the food remains in the salt. Now that obviously doesn't relate to our salt shakers, because we don't dip our food in the salt, we shake the salt into the food. They used to have little salt dishes that they would dip into, so that doesn't relate at all to our salt shakers. So maybe there's no issue at all with uh, salt shakers and spices and stuff, not for salt. It's any, any spices. What might the issue be? So there is a concept in Allah called zeya. Zeya means steam. You see, most of uh, the halachas of Basra B'chalaf relate to if a drop of milk or a drop of meat, you know, hits the, the pot of the other men of the other gender and, uh, you know, uh, what is that? How does it affect the food in it? How does it affect the pot? V'chuleh, v'chuleh. But what if it's not a drop of milk or a drop of meat? It is the steam that's created by heating up milk or the steam that's created by heating up meat. What would the status of that steam be? So, uh, that, that is the issue called Zaya. Steam is Zaya. So there is a tshuva of the rush, where the rush brings a raya. You know, it's amazing. There is a Gemara explicitly that talks about using the same oven for milchig and fleshig, and that Gemara does not raise the issue of Zaya. The Gemara only raises the issue of Recha, whether Recha milsa, Recha lav milsa. It doesn't even talk about steam. But nevertheless, the rush brings a raya from a Mishnah, I believe in Maseches Machshirin, where the Mishnah seems to assume that there is, uh, that there is val- validity, not just validity, that the steam of something is like that, uh, that item. So the steam of a liquid with regard to tumentara is considered to be like that, like the liquid that it comes from. Another possible raya is based on the Sugyam Seches Chulun that talks about a tipas chalav that falls into a meat pot, and even if it falls above the level of the food in the pot, if you shake up the kadeira, it can become batel b'shishim, and uh, the Gemara says, even if you put a kisoy on top of the kadeira, you put a cover on the pot, that's like you shook it up, that's like you mixed up the whole thing. So don't you see that what happens when you put a cover on the pot? It contains the steam, right? So it, did it really mix? No, it's just the steam that, that started, that, that was contained within the pot. So apparently the steam is considered like the item itself, and therefore you can have bittle from just the steam alone. So that all seems to suggest that steam is a significant issue. What does that do with salt shakers? Because if you take your, what, what's the most common thing that people put salt in at the uh, table? Soup, right? You have soup, you taste it, it's not salty enough, and soup tends to be served hot. Right? So very often you can see the steam rising from the soup and you put the, you shake the salt into the soup and what's going to happen? The steam might rise into the salt shaker and that will mean that your salt that remains in that salt shaker is now 
Fleishig. And then next meal you have a milchig soup, a cream of whatever soup, right? A milchig soup, and you uh, and you use the same salt shaker. So now you have basmachal of salt, and that could be obviously highly problematic. So is that an issue or not? So there are a number of studs lahakel about steam in general, and then we'll talk about salt shakers in particular. First of all, there's a tube in the Mishnah Yaakov that we don't paskin like, but it's important to know, as a, at least as a tzad lahakel, where the Mishnah Yaakov holds that steam is not an issue at all when it comes to kashros. The fact that there's a mission in Seder Taharos that talks about steam, that's a Tumen and Tahara issue. The fact that we talk about putting a kisui on a kedera, covering on a pot, yeah, covering on a pot, talking about where you put a cover on the pot and then you shake up the whole pot so there's stuff spritzing all over the place. But steam itself, says the Mishkanus Yaakov, doesn't mean anything. Lahalacha, we don't pass anything on Mishkanus Yaakov. The Mechaber quotes the rush in Shulchan Aruch and uh, if you, therefore if you put a frying pan with milk directly under a fleshy pot that has meat in it, we assume inside of a kira, in an enclosed area, we assume that the steam from the milk reaches the fleshy pot and makes it usher, that the steam from the milk has a status of milk. Ramah says that uh, that's only if the, uh, the, 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 the milk pot is uncovered, of course, but that's because that's where steam happens, and only if the steam is yatsalezbo, if it's hot, okay, good, all of that is true, but, uh, but that is... Um, but the Shulchan definitely does pass that steam is an issue. However, in terms of Matthias, it's difficult to, de- to determine exactly what constitutes Zaya. Is Zaya only when something's in an enclosed area or even in an open area? And that may depend on which of the Rayas of the Rush you buy into. Because if you're into the one about the Kisoy and the Kedera, that's obviously an enclosed area. If you're talking about the steam that the Mishnah is talking about, that seems to be more in an open area. But at least as a Tzad Lahaka, the Bach, is makil, uh, that only that steam only applies when it's in an enclosed area, not when it's in an open area. The Ramah doesn't seem to hold that way, because the Ramah in Shulchan Aruch and Yardaya talks about cooking a fleshig dish, a milk dish rather, and having meat hanging over your stove. And the Ramah says that the only reason it's mutter is because usually by the time the milchig steam gets to the meat, it's already not yet, so it's already cooled off, so you can just wipe it off. But if it were hot, it would in fact affect that meat, and therefore one needs to be careful about that. So uh, now, over a stove, sounds like it's in an open area, and yet the Ramah is still machmir about that, but at least that's a second sniflaka, we have the Bach, that holds that in an open area, we're not concerned about steam. The, uh, also, the original case of Zaya in the Chuvah Sarash was about the item that was actually being hit directly by the Zaya. It was not talking about Zaya going up and uh, hitting the ceiling of an oven and then dripping back down. So that's the tzad l'kula that would apply to an oven. But over here by the salt, we are actually concerned about the item that's being hit directly by the Zaya. And then a, a fourth thing to consider before we talk about salt shakers in particular is that the Grimgadim brings a raya from the Lashnar Rambam that Zaya of a food as opposed to a drink, as opposed to a liquid, zaya of a food is not called zaya. That foods don't really produce steam. Meaning, steam doesn't mean any time there's any sort of steam coming up from food. It means when there's a significant amount of steam. Solid foods don't produce nearly as much steam as liquids do, and therefore, whatever steam you see coming out of the solid food is halachically not considered to be steam. The Torah in Hilton Pesach talks about bread giving off zaya, and 
using uh, the item that the Zaya went into for Pesach, clearly assuming that there is Zaya even in bread, which is a dry food, so clearly not like that. Primagadim, sort of Moshe. And the Truva says that we should pass in like the tour in this case, but maybe we could argue that, that it would only be a problem of zeya on a solid food if you actually see the zeya coming from the food. Most of the time, solids don't give off steam, so you can work with the assumption that it's not steaming unless you see that it is steaming. So uh, if you want to make cookies in a flesh oven with the intention of eating it with milk, uh, according to Rav Moshe, it would be mutter, as long as there's no flesh in the oven at the time that you make the cookies in there, because what are you worried about? The steam of the cookies uh, going into the oven, and then there's no steam of cookies unless you see the steam of the cookies. So if what you're putting your salt on is a solid food, so that's another major tzad bahakel, is that you don't have to assume that there is steam in place, that there's steam that's actually doing anything. So let's actually talk about salt shakers itself. Uh, salt, not just salt shakers, spices that are used to spice food. Now if I were to ask you, which is a bigger problem? If you are uh, putting food, um, putting salt or spices into your soup at the table or into your food at the table or while cooking over a large open pot, which would produce more steam and more of, a, of an issue while you're cooking? Now, where do you have bigger openings for steam to get into? The typical table salt shaker or the ones that you're using while you're cooking in the kitchen? While you're cooking. Where do more people have a separate salt shaker for milkings and flesh food? By the, uh, by, by the table or by when they're preparing their meals when they're cooking? Separate, uh, separate, separate set of spices. So more people would probably have separate by the table than they do when they're cooking. Now in an industrial setting, it's sort of the difference, right? Any, any camp or anything like that, uh, or nursing home, a kosher nursing home or something, they'll have separate, uh, separate spices and separate ketchups and separate all this for, uh, for, that, for this very concern. But usually in most people's homes, they don't. So is there anything to rely on? Why, why don't we have separate, uh, separate uh, spice? Spice, uh, sets of spices for milchis and fleshes. Don't we have to be concerned that the steam is entering through the, uh, through the holes? So the Badei Shulchan writes that he says, He says, I don't think you should use the same spice shakers while you're cooking. Because the steam goes right into them. Then he makes a very important point. Even if it's not yet to let us, because if you ever put your hand above steam, even just like two inches above, it's no longer so hot. And, and uh, even if it's not yet to let us, where you're holding the, the, the salt shaker, that means that the bleos, the tom, is not going to penetrate into the actual salt shaker. But the actual moisture that is the steam will still be there. So you can have actual bed. Meaning when the Ramah said, don't worry about the meat that's hanging over the stovetop because it's, uh, it's not yet so leather. So Mikor Adin, you wouldn't have to worry about it because by the time the, uh, the Milichig steam hits the meat, it would be okay. It, that means that you would still have to wipe down the meat because it still has the, the, the cold steam on it. Cold steam is also a problem because it's still the actual food. And there's no way to wipe down each kernel of salt, wait, a kernel of salt, I don't know what you call, grain, each grain of salt, right? There's no way to wipe down each grain of salt after the steam has already entered it. So uh, the Badi Ashulkan writes that you do need two separate groups of spices, one for meat, one for milk, 
And even if you hold the salt very high over the steaming food, at a point that the steam is no longer yet to this, the steam enters the, the small dispenser holes and it condenses, and uh, would therefore and then it, it could happen by both flesh and milk, and you'll have a bus of a chal problem. However, other postcom are not so convinced. Some suggest that as long as uh, you're using it high up enough, first of all, you know it's not going to be Yatsaladis problem. How do I know that it's not Yatsaladis when I'm shaking the, uh, the, 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 the spices into the pot? Because uh, the spices are not being, uh, they're not floating magically. I'm holding them with my hand. And obviously I'm able to hold my hand there, so whatever, whatever steam is coming up is not Yatsaladis anyway. Second of all, uh, it's an open area, and maybe we can be making that it's an open area. Third of all, the Mishnah Yaakov holds that there's no steam at all anyway. That steam is just pushed, not an issue uh, at, at all. Fourth, you can, uh, we can perhaps rely on that the idea that, uh, that, that what's happening with those holes in the, in the spice the spice shakers, when you're uh, shaking out spice, there's, there's spice coming out of those holes. So it could be that while spice is pouring out, it's not, steam is not able to get in. Those holes are being filled with the spices that are coming out. So it could be that steam is unable to make its way into the, uh, the, the salt shaker. In fact, if steam did make its way into the salt shaker, then it should cause the, uh, the, the salt to stick together much more than it, uh, than, it actually, than it actually does. So it doesn't seem that a significant amount of steam, or at least significant enough to pull its steam. Rav likes to say that Zaya is not really an issue, it's more like Hevel is the issue, when it's like really, really thick steam. So it doesn't seem that you actually have that. But uh, when the spout of the uh, spices is a very big opening, you ever see anyone ever cook over here? So you have like the big things of spice. So on one side you have all the little dots, right? And on the other side, it's like wide open. First of all, never use that side if you're not an experienced cook. Uh, the whole thing will end up in the... But okay, that's just... Uh, that has nothing to do with halacha. But, uh, but also, there's a halachic benefit to not using that side because this side the hakel, that, the, uh, that the, the, the holes are all being closed up by the, by the spices that are coming out, is not true when it comes to the larger side of it. So maybe uh, better not to hold this directly over. The best thing to do if one wants to be machmir with their, uh, with their spice shakers is to measure out in your, it's a good idea anyway, measure out in your hand in the kli, and then separately put it in as opposed to holding the spice shaker over the open pot of uh, steaming of steaming hot food. In general, when it comes to these kinds of issues, this is the kind of thing you would look at what has your mother done and what has her mother done and what has her mother done in terms of uh, people who know how to keep a kosher kitchen as long as uh, everyone is your Mushlein and how have they handled the issue and uh, there's what to be uh, to, to be Samechan regardless of, uh, of, of uh, what your personal uh, hanhagos are in the kitchen in this area.